1: Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
0: ES Audio From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden, and this is The Leader. We've met in San Diego, Belfast, Hiroshima, Washington, here, and uh, couldn't be meeting with a closer friend and a greater ally. US President Joe Biden's touchdown in the UK to meet Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, and it's only been three months since his last visit. Biden arrived in Air Force One at Stansted Airport on Sunday. He met Sunak at Downing Street and also took tea with King Charles at Windsor Castle. The 80 year old president and the 74 year old king discussed how to help boost private investment to combat climate change, a threat both leaders say is existential. On Ukraine, Biden and Sunak will likely also discuss the highly controversial issue of cluster bombs, which are so devastating to civilians. Neither Russia nor Ukraine are signatories to the 2008 Convention on Cluster Munitions. That's the international treaty prohibiting their use. America's not signed up to the treaty either, but Britain is. Here's NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg when asked about cluster bombs in Ukraine ahead of the NATO summit in Vilnius.
2: NATO allies are sending and have sent... uh and levels of ammunition, many different types of ammunition. Of course, there's a very high rate of consumption of ammunition in, in the military operations which are going on now. Thousands of shell, shells every day. Uh, so there's an enormous need to resupply. And that's exactly what the Allies are doing. They are resupplying constantly.
0: To find out the latest, the Leader Podcasts, joined by Evening Standard political editor Nicholas Cecil. Nick, what's the latest on the Biden visits you're reporting on Monday? Well, President
2: Biden has first uh, gone to Downing Street for talks with Rishi Sunak. He was having tea in the garden with the Prime Minister. On the agenda will be Ukraine and climate change and and other issues. But the main purpose of of the visit is very much to meet the King, King Charles. The President didn't make it to the coronation um, back in May. And now he's come to fulfil a commitment that he, he would come to Britain at some point to meet the
0: King. So what's going to be the main portion of the agenda with regards to ukraine
2: it will be very much uh, about um, ukraine becoming a nato member and also about how well uh, ukraine is succeeding in its counter offensive so the, the counter offensive uh, by ukraine forces has not gone as quickly as expected this is partly because the ukrainian troops are having to cross some very very heavily mined fields in front of russian defenses and the ukrainians are unlike the russians are trying to limit casualties or certainly trying a lot harder to limit casualties. So the Ukrainian counteroffensive is making progress but it's actually not at a great pace but they are seizing back more land. By Monday morning they claim to have uh, reclaimed 74 square miles of land under the counteroffensive so far but uh, obviously that the hope is that uh, at some point they'll make a more significant breakthrough.
0: How's Britain's position on the Americans backing cluster bombs for Ukraine?
2: Britain's position is quite clear that basically we've signed this treaty because we don't believe that these munitions should be used because um, the problem with them is that there's so many explosives are left over after they've been used that for a long while after you you could get civilian casualties from them. So even though America's pressing ahead with it, I don't think we will, as a country Britain, support it. How much we oppose the American... Uh, position uh, that i think that's yet, yet to be seen
0: so what's the latest british military support being sent to ukraine
2: the latest equipment that we've sent, which seems to be having a quite an impact, is these storm shadow missiles. And and Britain has, has very much been at the forefront of, of, of army Ukraine. The storm shadows can strike deep into Russian-held territory in Ukraine. So that means you could take out and destroy supply lines, take out fuel depots and so on, uh, ammunition stores. So they're, they're proving very useful. And Britain has basically been ahead of most countries, including America, in pushing for Ukraine to be better armed and often if you look at for example the Challenger 2 tanks it's Britain that took the lead and then other countries have followed
0: Let's go to the ads coming up latest on Ukraine's counter offensive against Russia and Kiev's bid to join NATO why not hit rate and follow in the meantime
1: It's that time of the year wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
0: Welcome back. Just before we return to Nicholas Cecil, here's some more sound of Rishi Sunak meeting Joe Biden in the garden at Downing Street.
2: Great for us to carry on our conversations, which we were having just a month or so ago, it feels like, in the White House, where we signed the Atlantic Declaration, the first of its kind economic partnership, which I know we'll be talking about today, how do we strengthen our cooperation and joint economic security to the benefit of our citizens. But also we head from
1: here to NATO and Vilnius.
0: Now, Nick, what's Britain's view on Ukraine's bid to join NATO?
2: Certainly, the British view is that it is a bit more advanced, a bit more up for a speedy entry for Ukraine into NATO. Joe Biden did an interview with CNN where he's a bit more sceptical, stressing this issues about democracy that needed to be sorted first, and so on. So, lots of different allies are in different positions. So, Washington is probably closer to possibly Berlin than London at the moment. Certainly. I don't think either the US or Britain are suggesting NATO should join before the war ends, because obviously, if Ukraine was a NATO member under Article 5, then we'd be committed to defending it, every inch of its territory. So there's definitely a difference of opinion. So they're trying to resolve these issues before the Vilnius summit starts on Tuesday. There are signs that some progress has been made. And what they really want to do, they want to send a very clear message to Vladimir Putin that the West is still united against um, russia's heinous uh, invasion of ukraine and that the west is very much in this for the long term putin was banking on america britain and other countries losing interest and then kind of reducing their support for ukraine certainly at the moment there's no sign of that happening
0: and back to president biden's meeting with king charles what sort of common ground do you think they share on climate change
2: they are both fully understand the threat of climate change. On the plane over, Joe Biden's national security advisor, uh, Jake Sullivan, was praising the king for raising this issue many, many years ago. And um, what they'll be discussing is they'll be discussing how to get more private sector investment into the battle against climate change because basically tackling global warming is not an issue that governments can do alone and to actually really ramp up the action that's necessary you really need to get billions and billions of pounds of private sector investment and all economies are gradually becoming greener heading towards net zero and actually the the argument is actually that that the countries that take the lead on this will actually emerge stronger rather than those that drag their feet about it even though initially it may be more costly to, to take the lead on this.
0: Finally, what's your assessment of the very different atmosphere from President Trump's visit to see Boris Johnson compared to their successors?
2: Well, it is very different. Things have obviously calmed down a lot since those Trump years. Having said that, Trump and Boris Johnson obviously quite similar in in personalities in many ways and some outlooks as well. The Biden-Sulat relationship I think the two men get on well, but there are some underlying frictions now here between the Biden administration and Britain. And they are clear over, for example, the pace of Ukraine joining NATO whether to supply Ukraine with cluster munitions. Britain is against that. It won't be doing that, where America may well be doing that. There's also the issue about who'll be the next Secretary General of NATO. Britain was keen for that to be Ben Wallace, and um, that's fallen on, on pretty deaf ears in Washington. If you look a bit further back, Also on Brexit, if you remember those back in 2016, we were being being promised this huge free trade deal between the UK and the US uh, by Brexiteers. surprise surprise that it hasn't turned up another failed promise by the brexiteers so washington has made very clear that the prospects of any free trade deal between america and britain is really not imminent and then there was another quite interesting language used by uh, president biden during the um, 25th anniversary of the good friday agreement back in april Biden came over to Belfast and later he said he, that's, he'd come over to, to flown over basically because he didn't want the Brits to screw around over the Good Friday Agreement and um, Northern Ireland trading relationships. So although the the, the mood music will be upbeat, will be positive, um, Biden has said that the relationship is rock solid. Underneath it, there's some undercurrent that everything's not all perfectly well.
0: There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's the leader. We're back on Tuesday at 4pm.
1: Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And the fight for the premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
2: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall.